0: Welcome to Demon Does the Six Questions, where the same six questions can tell a unique story. I am your host, Damon, father of two, husband of one, and leader of this here Damodcast. My next guest. After an imperfect college career and an imperfect stint in the Air Force, he began writing urban fantasy with very imperfect protagonists. He is currently working to develop the ambitious dark universe project which i am really excited to hear about a space opera set in a shared universe very very uh mcu (laughs) mc who (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen put your hands together for (laughs) howard
1: That oh, is an achievement unlocked. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> oh man,
0: you are welcome, sir. You are welcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I never got an intro before. That's really awesome. Man.
0: Let's do. Thank it. you. How, are you? How are you feeling? Oh,
1: I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm, I'm really excited about the the future and, uh, and and excited about writing and and creating and and collaborating and stuff. Yeah, man. It's been a nice little, uh, nice little run so far. for me. Where would you like to be found on the internet? You can find me at howardknight.com. Howard, as in Howard university, night as in nighttime. N-I-G-H-T.com, howardknight.com, all in word. That's where my website is. That's where you can find links to my books, links to the dark universe and updates and stuff about what I'm doing.
0: How do you and Valjean Jeffers know each other?
1: When I first started looking into when, like, this is, this is almost a decade or two ago, I think. When uh, I first started looking online to see if there were other people who were writing science fiction and fantasy and things like that, Valjean was the first one who really came, came to me and introduced herself and it kind of brought me into the community, man. Valjean is really important to me. She actually, I mean, for her to reach out and say, hey, brother, there's, you know, there's a whole community of people doing this. She's the one who brought me in. She is, yeah, she's she's awesome. She is awesome, man. She's awesome. She has a great body of work too and she's and her her writing style is is, is amazing. Uh, she's actually part of the Dark Universe, the, the uh, space opera collaboration. Yeah.
0: Are you ready for the sixth question? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> question number 1. When did you know you wanted to be
1: an author? That evolved over time. Like, you know, uh, I think like most you're going to find most black speculative fiction writers are going to say, I didn't see myself in these stories that I love so much. You know, I'm going to be 50 in a few years. And I came up in the 70s and there were no, you know, black protagonists, especially young black African-American protagonists really in stories like that. You know, you want to imagine yourself in it. Just like anyone else, and I, I think that pulled a lot of us in. That definitely pulled me into to to want to see myself in these stories. I think that actually had had there been those kind of examples, maybe I probably might not have gotten into writing as much. I mean, my mother really pushed me into into that kind of creativity when I was coming up, and and my father would always come back with comic books, and you know, you want to be you want to do the cool stuff your dad's doing. <laughs> but more than that, it was you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a big Spider Man fan, big X Men fan, and you know I remember for the longest time. Without being able to articulate it as a kid, you know, I knew there was no young black African American in the X Men. Yeah, there was Storm, but she was African. It was almost like saying, you know, you had Cyclops and all these other guys who were good old regular, the, the 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 standard American white guy. There was no standard American black kid in the in these stories, and I think that more than anything drove me to imagine what it would be like to see that, and that drove me toward writing it myself. And that's just how it went.
0: So how did the dark
1: universe come out of that? Oh, dark universe. There's a, uh, there's a pretty established, uh, publisher media guy right now named Milton Davis. And he, uh, mm-hmm. when Valjean first brought me into, uh, to the sci-fi community it was a great website, black science fiction, And you know, this was this was the place where you saw like a, a bunch of writers who probably or who are or a lot of them were having a lot of success now, too, or first started out. They were posting excerpts from their stories. They were posting story threads, art, all kinds of things. Milton was the one who posted a story thread about a dark story, which was the the idea that there was a, a mighty African space empire that was just about to fall. they had captured the last king. And at this point in time, I was really getting into figuring out how how to write. And I had archetypes for characters, and I thought it was interesting to put an archetype for a character into this little story thread. So I threw in a character who, who the base character I use in in many stories. He's a veteran, he's a war veteran, he's hard nails, he's he's a tough guy. And for some reason, where he was always just a supporting character before, it really just said, this guy's a main character. So I added to the thread, it really kind of sparked, Another writer named Thaddeus Howes, he got sparked to the idea too. And he said, you know, this, this is, this could be a universe. And he kind of put down a thread issuing how this could be an expansive world. And then a bunch of writers jumped in and said, yeah, this is, this is interesting. So you know, we started working it. Eventually we did an anthology, the dark universe anthology. It was a bit of a success because we got, we got a cu- couple of different writers to come in and to see people bring together their best space opera and put them into the same universe so that they could their characters and their and their 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 story ideas can can rotate and move move about was really what was so interesting to me. It was really, I think, what sparked a lot of people because you could have a guy who's interested in doing fantasy space stories, you know, also come across a guy who's doing hard sci-fi space battles. You know, someone whose who's sci fi is more is is not so much uh, planet hopping as as more intricate on planets, intrigue and, and aliens can also jump in back and forth with all of that. But the idea that now you're in space and you're going through a universe that has largely influenced by an African neo empire is something that we hadn't seen before. And it was, it was fun to, 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 to bring into existence and, and to run with. And that's, that's kind of how dark universe got started. That's where we are now. What's next for the dark universe or can you tell us? <laughs> no, it's, we did two anthologies. We're working on a third right now. And really the dark universe, as far as, as, as story threads are going, because remember these, writers are all writing their separate characters, writing their separate books. I have a dark universe novel, King's Bounty, which is set in the dark universe, but it's my standalone novel. I have another novel coming out with the same character coming up called Dagger, which is his follow-up. Other artists are also working on stories and novels and shorts, and we're going to open up the website. And as far as I'm concerned, dark universe can really take off as far as as all kinds of standalone projects. Uh, The biggest ambition, I think, is video games and and, and RPGs and even more. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yes.
0: Question number two.
1: What do you wish you had known when you first started out? Oh, yeah. I think that if I could go back and tell myself that I would have come to myself more and said, "Listen, you're not going to write a 300-page novel right off the bat. Slow down. Just learn how you're going to write." Because this is one thing that really shocked me as I as I as I as I proceeded through this entire venture is that I don't write the same way I wrote a year ago, let alone 20 years ago. My stories have evolved. The way I tell stories is is changing. What's even more important about what I write is how I write and who I'm writing for. Like you don't really see that effect until you've been doing it for a little while. And I think that a lot of young writers, if you're starting out, you have to understand: write a short story, do do it uh, beginning, middle, and end. Don't try to write the the, the great American novel in the first go because you're that's just you're not even going to be interested in that story in a few years. You're going to be you're going to have moved on past that several times. So. So get your your writing prose and everything. You, you need to work it in such a way that, that you practice it by simply writing, writing short stories, writing a little bit at a time, learning how and what kind of writer you are. The impetus to get it done and be done with a great novel is, you know, that's, that's just never going to work because you're not going to be that same person later on. I wish I had known that then. I wish I had known, just, let's just write a short story. Let's just write a little excerpt. Let's just do this. Instead of trying to, build out an entire world and create an amazing long-winded fantasy way down the road and that's something i tell writers to to this day i tell them i know you're trying to flesh out this world but you don't even know how you're writing it you don't even know what you really want to say yet slow down you'll be fine because you're gonna end up not you're gonna feel like you failed and that's Horrible. You know, no kid comes out of high school and, and wins a Super Bowl. You want to build up to that. You know what I mean? You want to have successes and get there. And I think that more young writers should should hear that coming out of the gate. And I wish I had. Question
0: number three. What is your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? And this could be a, uh, a snack thing for game night. Um, <laughs> what is your,
1: what, what's your go-to? Oh man, my, my big thing right now, or I should say my big thing period. Cause it's been, it's been almost ever since I got out of high school, I guess. So even before high school, after a good week, a good run, good workout, good, good, uh, a good week of working, good, get some good, good writing in. You know, I, I take a break and I I head to Pagano's, the the local sub shop here in Philly. And I get a nice turkey and cheese hoagie, some fries and a soda. And that's that's a perfect day right there. Sit down, watch a movie, watch some uh, read some comics. That's a big one. Go go to the comic shop, go to the sub shop, get a turkey and cheese hoagie, come back and just max out. That is my that is my uh, perfect, perfect day right there right on uh how often do you get to do that i i want to do it once a week but i can't get i now i'm lucky if i can get it once a month i would love to be able to get back to doing it once a week
0: when did you discover the sandwich and like like when did you get like realized, yeah this is
1: my routine this is my thing you know what I mean? uh, well the sandwich i, I sandwich i discovered as a kid my pops taking me up to the uh, to the sandwich place when I was a kid, you know, and that's that's when I discovered that I just that the turkey cheese was my sandwich. But as a routine of this is a break from the day, I think it was, you know, it was after college, you know, I, I settled into a work routine where I was like, I needed a break. And it started to settle into that routine of okay, you go get a count, you go to the comic shop once a month. And then comics went by bi- bi-monthly at one point. I was like, Oh, I could do this twice a month. Then it was like, oh, I could do this every week. And now I'm now, then it was every week for a while, but now again, like I'm back to once a month if I'm lucky, you know. And I, but I discovered it. I discovered the sandwich through my pops, discovered the day and just chilling out like after that.
0: Question number four What are you curious about?
1: Oh, you know, what am I curious about is I think the more. The, uh, the, the more you when you especially when you do sci-fi you, you you start doing research just like i could do uh three hours of, of research just for a single line of dialogue and that can drive you crazy but it, it also leads you to avenues for better stories one of the things that's really really intriguing to me right now is is how how systems and cultures work, you know, like how they interact and how they grow over time. I'm really interested to see where the world is going to go, not just uh, technologically speaking, but how we're going to deal with each other as as cultures and as communities. I think that it's interesting to see how every little facet of a culture in a, in a community's life can shift dr- dramatically the course of, of history, you know? Whether it be uh, religion or uh, uh, technological advancement, uh, something in medicine, or even just music and things like these things ebb and flow, and it's weird to see it. And I'm really interested to see how uh, how the world changes locally, and and it's starting to be reflected a lot more in my writing. I'm starting to think about how one little drop in a bucket changes how how an entire community can rise or fall. You know. Uh, that's what's really fascinating to me right now, especially now in these times as we see you know, the craziness that's going on in the world. It's interesting to, to, to wonder what's either going to st- settle us down or accelerate us forward. And, then, and I'm looking at those things right now. Question number
0: five. Is there anything I should have asked but didn't?
1: I don't know if there's anything you should ask me. It's, it's hard to look at myself subjectively like that. But I do know the one thing that kind of surprised me and one thing that I'm really curious about most writers and most creatives is, is there anything about writing that you don't like? Like, is there anything that you could, like, I would get rid of this if I could. And that, And that thing for me is absolutely the fact that writing kind of ruins reading for me at this point reading and, and, and watching especially science fiction like i i can't sit down and enjoy it like i used to because i'm already thinking about plots and and character development while i'm watching what i used to just sit back and enjoy it. you know <laughs> I, just, I just i just want to sit down and enjoy it and just it just and just have a good time but now i'm like oh i i guess we're going to see that in the third act and i i don't want to do that I don't wanna I don't wanna jump out ahead of it. You know, I don't wanna sit there. Oh, I see the theme. Oh, that's foreboding. Oh yeah, I guess that's gonna be. I don't wanna do that anymore. I just want to enjoy it. And it's and it's making it harder and harder to just be able to sit back and enjoy something. Like it's really gotta be uh something that's so big that I can actually lose myself in it. Like I was able to watch Avengers Endgame and not and not project because I'm just enjoying it. But I can't watch any of the some like some of the stuff I'm excited about, like it's hard to watch. Uh, what, 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 some of these new Netflix shows that they're coming out with, that everybody's like, "Oh, have you seen this? Have you seen that?" And I'm like, "Oh uh, yeah, I, I kind of watched it a little bit, but you know, you could see that that you could see that plot de- development, couldn't you? You're a writer, like I, it, it didn't ruin it for you, like it ruined it for me. Nobody wants to know how the sausage is made, I guess that kind of thing. <laughs> it's just, gotcha. yeah, it's dragging me down, and I would love to hear more writers talk about it." Well, you got to bring it up more often, then. Yeah, it is definitely making it definitely making it hard for me. And I, like I said, I would love to, especially if somebody has a solution. <laughs> if somebody has a solution, I would just really, really like it because I would like to watch the Eternals without thinking about, oh, you didn't, you didn't develop the character enough. Like I, I would love to, be able to watch some of the stuff that's coming up and, and not, not, especially and even even some of my fellow writers, like the guys in my peer group. It's hard to just sit back and enjoy their work you know, without going, ah, man, you really missed the ball on this or, oh, I didn't see it. Okay. So this theme is not the same thing. I thought it was. I don't, I don't want to do that. I just want to sit back and and have a great time. Like I used to. Excluding Endgame. What was the last thing you got into and just enjoyed and and why? Yeah, that's a good question. Cause it's, it really, it really is just the stuff. Like I I'll I'll be honest. I think that it's that I'll go back and watch some old, old, old movies, and, and go back and read some old books that I have already read. I think because the perspective that I have is, I read it the first time not thinking about the plots and themes, so it's easier for me to read it again and not not think about those things. It doesn't always work, but so I'm, I'm going back and watching other stuff that I haven't, uh, that I that I've already read, so that I can so that I can enjoy it the closest that I've been able to come is uh, I was able to enjoy the Mandalorian, but I think even with that, it was mostly because, okay, I know they're just doing an old riff on the, on the Western. Okay. I got it. And I didn't have to think too hard on it. It didn't, I, I could see it coming, but it was okay. Cause I, I knew what they were doing. That's all that's happening. And, it, and it's a, it's also, you know, you know, it's it's a, it's an old star, it's Star Wars. So I'm, I'm able to, it's like almost like going back to, but for for something brand new for something that that never like I could it was hard to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier it was hard to it's hard to watch uh, there was a couple of things that came out on Netflix that everybody was excited about that I was just like oh okay you know it's again yeah it's hard to get into it but it's it's the old stuff the stuff that I had already watched that I'm able to to at least nerf those thoughts a little bit and get back and sit back and and enjoy it like I enjoyed it when I was a kid although that's dangerous too You know it's nothing like watching an old movie and going wow this really isn't as good as i remember i've had that happen with cartoons
0: i was like yes
1: we we watched this um it was (laughs) was what it was i mean oh i thought that animation was good it wasn't it wasn't
0: yeah that's one thing where it's like yeah you kids don't know how good you got it (laughs) Uh, yes yes tell the listeners about the serpent cult. I was reading it oh. up on your website. I was like, "Oh, that sounds
1: so cool." So, I I do want you to put that over. Go ahead. The Serpent Cult is the the first novel that I actually was able to publish. Not the first one I wrote. The first one I wrote I, was not publishable. The first, serpent Cult was the the first novel I wrote. It's it's uh it was my jump into the to the urban fantasy genre, and I, it really speaks to uh, my world building, and I like I said earlier about how I like to see how cultures move about. I created a city for the super cult. It's called Mount Airy Rock. It's really based off of. It's more like a mystical Philly. It's kind of like my grimoire, my my baseline for all my occult stuff. I like I, the superpowers and the the fantasy elements in there are, are the baseline for my jumping point off for all my fantasy. But it starts with just basically the protagonist again. This is an African American male who's finding himself suddenly surrounded by forces that he didn't comprehend even existed. And he has to navigate this, through this, through this world and the, through the city that he now, that he grew up in, but now he's realizing I never knew this place. I never knew all these factions are coming out. I didn't know there, there were werewolves in the downhills. I didn't know there were vampires uptown. I didn't know this stuff. It was right in front of me the entire time, but now I'm a major player through no fault of my own and I'm, and I have to deal with it. And it's a, it's a fun. It's one. It's my first novel. I, again, I don't think I would have written it the way I wrote it now, but it's something I'm definitely going to return to as I as I as I continue on in my journey. It's definitely my heart, really, because that's it was like the first one I said, "Oh my god, I'm, I'm actually doing this. This is good. I like this."
0: Question number six: If you could create a new holiday,
1: what would it commemorate? Yeah, I guess this will be a new holiday, but I think that there's not enough homecoming in this world, period. I think there should be all kinds of homecoming. I think that people don't go back to their roots enough. And I think that's what causes a lot of strife. I think there's so much tribalism, but I think a lot of that tribalism is because people don't examine their own tribes enough. You went back home for a little bit, Got to immerse yourself back in your own culture and, and, and where you, where you and your people came from, and celebrate being who you are. I don't think you'd be so bad at who other people are when you go back into the world, you know. And I, I think that would be an awesome thing for to see done a lot more not not just like regular themed holidays, but a homecoming. Go back, find out who you are, how you got here, and you know, see all the people who who who. Who've spread out into the world and come back to to come back and, and, and reunite for a little bit and had like a family reunion but back where you came from and then then go back out and you won't be so mad at each other for them being different because you would understand they're different instead of I think a lot of a, a lot of the anger and stuff is is really jealousy and, and you're upset and you see somebody else being being who they are because you forgot who you are maybe. Go back home, hit that homecoming. Get all up in your in your fields, no matter what culture you are and all types of homecoming. I mean, not just not just cultural homecoming, maybe just like a family reunion homecoming, maybe. a I don't know, a work homecoming where you go back. And, I don't know, but just go back to find out, you know, go back, decompress. Fill yourself back up with who you know, with your with, with your being and you come back, you might not be so angry at somebody else for being who they are. You know. The final word lean more toward the positive artists are all in their feelings that's your artist that's just who you are artists are always oh I, I feel so so strong but lean more toward the positive of that that positive side of that because that's the side that's gonna that's gonna re you're gonna reap rewards from it negativity is only going to draw you back i see people out here fighting over stuff that they don't need to fight over but when you see people lifting each other up bringing each other up. You you reap the rewards from that, and it's it it helps everybody on every level at that point. So, if if something is getting contentious, now lean toward the positive. Step away from it. Move over to something else because you're not going to win anything doing it. You're not you're not going to make any gains in your life. You're not going to make any gains in your writing. You're not going to win anything just because you won an argument on Facebook or on Twitter. You're not going to win a prize at the end of the week. You're not going to get extra sales. What you're going to get is you're, you're you're falling off a little bit. Jump more to the positive. And you'll advance yourself and you'll advance your life. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Demond. I really appreciate this. This is awesome. I've been listening to, listening to your podcast. And I can't believe I'm on it.
0: Can't believe we had another amazing interview on Demond. Does? Let the world know by leaving a five-star rating and review so more people can join the conversation. Remember, you can also follow the show uh, at Damond Does on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you very much and see you next week. So until next time, test negative and stay positive.